Wonderful. How was your day? My day was good. So I had an edible earlier and it's starting to kick in, but I also just smoked a little bit of a joint. Oh, man. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Get out of the Cat, kitty cat purr. He, right? Well, he was fucking playing with like the drain stopper, and then his paws got his claw got stuck in it, and he was like waving it around. So that was what was making the noise. Anyway, <laughs> how was your day? So you smoked, you ate an edible, you just smoked a joint. You are gonna be on this episode. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I'm Gilda. And I'm Steph, and this is Saturday Night High, the podcast where we get high and talk about Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and tonight we are talking about season two, episode 11. It aired January 15th, 1977. January 15th was my grandma's birthday. Um, Happy birthday, Nana. <laughs> Grandma, yeah. <laughs> um, the episode was hosted by Ralph Nader, fuck Ralph Nader, and the musical guest was George Benson. Yeah, and this episode was special because it was Bill Murray's first show and it was also the first appearance of the Coneheads. Yeah. Um, very notable. And um, I say fuck Ralph Nader because of the whole 2000 thing and I almost asked you if you remembered that and then remembered when you were born and realized you definitely didn't live, well, you lived through it, you just didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was living my best life. <laughs> Literally living la vida loca. Right? Just all swaddled, being snuggled all the time, <laughs> looking all cute, you know. Anyway, so yeah, um, the cold open is Dan Aykroyd and Gilda Radner, and they're standing outside of a dressing room or a hallway, and Ralph Nader's late, and Dan Aykroyd's like, okay, cool, you know. So it was, I think Gilda was freaking out, and Dan Aykroyd, I, I can't remember which one was freaking out and which one was calm. I think Gilda was okay. unhappy with the choice because he was too serious, she thought. okay. And I mean, I think she had a point, and it does sound, based on comments now and at the end of the episode, that this was also a widely shared belief. Um, but yeah, Ralph Nader swears he can be fun, but he's like the OG Debbie Downer. Like, every time someone brings something fun up, he's just like, well, air pollution or whatever the fuck. And it was like, okay, we get it. I mean, he was a pretty good sport tonight, but still. Yeah, you did not forget who he was when he was in a lot of these skits. I think they uh, referenced it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, he was he played Ralph Nader in like half the sketches he was in. So I mean, that goes to show you the acting capabilities were really not there. Um, Lorraine Newman gave him a hug, and he was like, "Oh, not too tight. You'll activate my airbag." And I was just like, "Oh, holy shit! Okay." Oh my gosh, there. I did not notice that. Sometimes things just slip past me and, wow. It no, that's back. okay. <laughs> Although that is really amusing, seeing how fucking close to sleeping I was when I started this last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so our monologue is Ralph Nader talking about, I don't know, he starts to go off on his little rants, he talks about like the RCA and like NBC and how there was a deceptive advertising lawsuit. And every time he mentions one of these sort of serious topics that are implicating sort of the network, the camera goes to sh like, you know, it like pans away to his arm or whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought that was amusing. I don't know if he actually sued NBC, but um, it was a funny bit for what it was. I did laugh every time it happened. I was like, okay, I like things like that. Yeah, so it was, I mean, it was, yeah, it was obviously planned, but it felt meta. I don't know. Um, Then we have our first sketch of the night. The only person in this sketch is Bill Murray. This is his first fucking show. And he was in, I think, six out of the eight original sketches tonight. And I was like, okay, y'all aren't using the women that much. He just waltzed the fuck in here. He was on fucking Weekend Update. Yeah, he was all over this show. He really was. And they explained it that he was, like, filling in for Belushi. But, yeah, I didn't even think he could have... Oh, you're right. John Belushi wasn't there. Yeah. Well, they didn't mention it until he called during Weekend Update. They didn't want to right, okay. bum out the audience. Right. Yes. Okay. Because I was like, holy shit, you're right. He wasn't in anything this week. But yeah, so I suppose that does explain a bit of that. But still. So Bill Murray, he's playing this grandpa, and he's waiting for his grandson, Phil, to call. And he's talking about how his, son, his grandson moved away, and they play chess every night at this time. His grandson moved to New York. Um... And then he's talking about how all, oh, he must have all of these new friends and he doesn't want to talk to me. And then he just starts ranting. And I was like, oh my God, this is really fucking sad. Like, I thought it was literally just going to be a sketch of Bill Murray getting stood up by his grandson. And I was like, wow, this is fucked. It was sad. Yeah. Bill Murray gets like progressively angrier as the sketch goes on and he ends up like yelling he's like ah personally i think he's an idiot i hope the kid dies and it was just like oh fuck he got really aggressive it was horrible yeah something about raping he thought his grandson was probably raping the women at the pawn shop and i was like i am sorry what the fuck yeah and then like the grandson calls at that point i was yeah oh my god yeah, um, the grandson calls, and he's like, it's this move, Grandpa. And Grandpa's like, okay, I'll call you again next week. And then it turns out that it's actually an ad for long-distance phone calls from the telephone company. Yeah. Just a strange sketch, but we went from that into what was a dress rehearsal for a televised execution. This felt like some Hunger Games shit. Um, yeah. Like, like, Dan Aykroyd was the governor or the executioner, and it was, like, such stilted acting. They get introduced, and he's like, hi. It was the <laughs> okay. funniest fucking thing. <laughs> when Dan Aykroyd was, like, <laughs> it, was, it was execution, it was, by the, it was by the chair, and so Dan Aykroyd all of a sudden becomes you know, advertisement, Dan Aykroyd, <laughs> and is talking about the chair. Oh, this chair is a beauty. Oh, I was losing my mind. That was really funny. It was really fucking funny. Yeah, he said it was the mean wheat fry king, and I absolutely lost it. Yeah, um, the musical guest, George Benson, had an appearance in this sketch. Yeah. Um, and Bill Murray, he was in this one as well, so it was two for two. Yeah, this was a packed sketch. It really fucking was. Um, But yeah, it basically ends with the rehearsal and the person that is going to be executed reads the wrong cue card or the wrong cue card is placed there and he goes like, ah, and like fakes his death, but not yet. It was a fucking weird, funny way to end that. Yeah, they were like, oh, that's not for today. That's for tomorrow. 
when he gets <laughs> executed. Yeah. Oh, and he also told him to get sleep because he had some bags under his eyes. I was like, no shit, he's about to be literally executed by the state. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then we went to Baba Wawa, and this was sort of a little promo for her program, Baba Wawa Talks to Herself. And it was her interviewing herself in her house, but they get to see her apartment. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was very well written and very well performed, but we're seeing Baba Wawa every fucking week. And I know I picked Is the Best last week, I believe. It's last week or the week prior, but it's just too fucking much, guys. Yeah, now this is Baba Wawa on Baba Wawa action, and I'm just not sure what to think. Yeah. We then went into George Benson's first performance, which was This Masquerade. I fucking loved his voice. It was like this, I don't know, the, so- the performance gave like off these perfect, sexy, jazzy evening vibes. And I was just like, yeah, I am here for this. Yeah, I liked that jazzy feeling it had. Um, the sketch that aired after that was one in which Ralph Nadar played himself. So he's talking to his assistant, and it's Gilda, and he says, okay, I'm going to take a nap in this chair before I have to go do whatever the fuck she was telling me how to do. I don't know. Um, And he buckled himself into the chair, which was pretty funny, like using a seat buckle. (laughs) Yeah. He, um, yeah, so Ralph Nader then proceeds to have a dream, and Dan Aykroyd... Oh, uh, he's have, he's has a dream that he's meeting with Jimmy Carter, obviously played by Dan Aykroyd, and Dan Aykroyd is getting Jimmy Carter down. He's getting better at this every fucking episode. Yeah, I love Dan Aykroyd a lot this season. I'll say it. Uh, yeah, no, he's really shining. Now that Chevy Chase has left the show, I think, he keeps popping back up. Who the fuck knows? Um, but yeah, I completely, completely agree. He is killing it. And then, okay, so this is the part of the episode that I started to doze off. I wasn't fully asleep yet, but I dozed, and I woke up, and Dan Aykroyd was in, like, a Confederate soldier uniform. Um, right, okay, yeah. For a second, I, I'm I not spaced making out. this up, yeah. right? Oh, <laughs> God, the podcast. God, you paused, and I was like, oh, my fucking God, did I just have the weirdest fucking, like, snooze no, dream or something? No, no, it was... Oh, thank God. Well, this was his weird snooze dream, and it was that uh, Jimmy Carter was showing him some of his plans for the inauguration because we were, like, what, like, five days away from it? Um, yeah. So he was like, hey, you know, I have this idea, and the idea was him getting in a, um, in a Confederate uniform and giving the plans for an attack of the Confederate Air Force. Um, yeah, like a second civil war. Yeah. And, yeah, I was very confused, and I'm pretty sure I just kind of rolled back over. I was like, no, I, don't, I can't do this right now. Yeah, um, let me explain why I was a little bit dozing off there. It was because I forgot to mention on the top of this episode, congratulations to Bo and Yang for being um, nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, Bo and Yang, he's the first featured player to be nominated for an Emmy. Everyone else has been cast members, but Keenan was nominated, Cecily was nominated, Aidy, and Kate. 
And then there were a number, a slew of other guest hosts nominated as host hosts. But yeah, SNL, the SNL crew fucking, uh, they, they, they did well this year. Yes. Um, and so we can update is what was next. <laughs> and this is where yes. we find out about John okay. Belushi. Yeah, it was like, quote unquote, in the hospital. I don't know. I don't know that he was actually in the hospital, if he was sick, if he was druggy. I don't know what the hell was going on. Um, there was a joke about Claudine Langer. Did you have anything else to say about John Belushi? John Belushi. Um, oh, well, he was asking about he specifically asked about his replacement, Bill Murray, and if Jen Curtin liked him and she was raving about him. She was like, oh, he does the best samurai. Yes. Okay. Yes, that was funny. Yeah, I liked that. Um, Bill Murray played. Jesus Christ, I don't know uh, what he, Bill Murray. He was no pervert. Means. He was okay. He was basically just Bill Murray as Bill Murray talking about the future first lady Rosalind Carter. Um, he said she was S E X Y, and he like described her leg in really sensual detail. Um. Then we get into the part of the episode that I watched today. <laughs> um, we have an appearance by Emily Latella, who she is now, she has now been named a correspondent. And Jane Curtin is like, well, you got your way. You begged and you got it. And she then gives a presentation on Puerto Rico and how President Ford wanted to make the mistake, not a state. And she then says, if you give them, if you make the mistake, they're going to want a baked potato and bacon and little chives and butter. And Jane Curtin pretty much corrects her and tells her to do better next time. And Jane Curtin, uh, and then Gilda responds, bitch, again, which is now my favorite fucking part of this character. It's just, I, I, I love it. Yeah, I liked that a lot. Um, and that was how Weekend Update ended. We went from that into Andy Kaufman's fifth performance on SNL, um, w- which was, you know, just your typical Andy Kaufman bit. <laughs> yeah, all the impressions are the same, high-pitched uh, foreign accent. Um, I think I read somewhere that he got off on humiliation, but... I don't know if that was somebody fucking around online. Like his own humiliation? Yes. I don't like the thought of that. I don't like the thought of it either, but I read it somewhere. It doesn't mean it was... (laughs) Here, hang on. Um, But yeah, so then he goes into this Elvis impression, and Elvis was still alive at this point. Whoa, Um, really? Yeah, he died later this year, later in 1977. He died in August of that year. Um, Andy Kaufman. Oh, I see. Yeah. The audience went wild when he started to impersonate Elvis because he did actually, like, look a lot like Elvis. Like, you saw him from the back and he was doing his hair. And yeah. His impression of Elvis, like, started off kind of strange, but then he did pretty, pretty good. It was a pretty, like, you know, that was, okay, that was an Elvis would, impression. Yeah, no, it was the first thing that I've seen him do on Saturday Night Live that I'm like, okay, yes, I, I understand why you would want to go out there and do that. That was good. Um, yeah. But he flips and right I, back yeah, into his, been, like, little voice. Oh, oh, yeah, but, yeah, I had written down that was, like, the first real impression we'd seen him do. Yeah. It, it was. It was actually pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. Um... 
Oh my gosh, the next sketch again, Ralph Nader as himself and Garrett Morris as a reporter here to interview him and <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Okay, so Garrett Morris walks in and he's like, "Yeah, I'm Bert Ingersoll from the Changing Times magazine." And Ralph Nader has sex to- sex dolls scattered around his apartment. He's like, oh, this is Rita, and this is Pam. Pam's facing the other way because she was bad earlier, and it was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she was, um, like, straddling a chair. Yeah, and he's like, well, I'm testing these, you know? It's like the airbag thing, you know? I'm seeing if they're flame retardant, if the seam pressure is okay, you know? And I guess... Ralph Nader asks Garrett Morris if he wants a drink, and Garrett Morris is like, you know what, actually, yes. (laughs) And I was like, all right, that was fucking good. Uh, Then Ralph Nader turns to Rita, the doll on the couch, and he asks her if she wants a drink. And he's like, oh, okay. And Garrett Morris is like, what the fuck? Um, Then Ralph Nader makes Garrett Morris a drink. He makes Rita a drink. He splashes the drink on Rita. Um, And... He says that was a test for water resistance. I think. Yes, or maybe it was Pam. I don't fucking know. All I know is that it was a sex someone doll. was misbehaving. Right. And um, and one of them was misbehaving, I guess. And Ralph Nader starts threatening her, saying, well, Yvonne failed the nail test. And it was like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. He's driving nails into sex dolls. That is kind of sick. Yes, I know they're plastic. Doesn't mean it's any better. The whole sex dolls, the the whole premise was. I yeah, it was ugh. fucking gross. I and they were like inflatable sex dolls. We're not talking like real dolls. We're talking like nineteen seventies level sex dolls. This was not a this was it was not a high quality product yet. Um, but yeah, I guess he says Vicky failed the lawnmower test, and then he says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I have to go." Uh, she has a leak, and he's like. Garrett Morris responds, oh, are you going to pump her up? To which Ralph Nader responds, oh, no, not today. I have a yeast infection. And I, my skin was crawling. I thought it was ballsy of him to go on TV and just, I mean, he he was a good sport. Uh, You wouldn't see a politician today doing stuff like that, saying that, like, Jesus Christ, you wouldn't. Um, Fuck so yeah, no. I mean, that was, it was like, oh wow, he went there. And then it was just like, ew. Yeah, it was just really icky. And I was not exactly no. glad that he went there. Um, and then we had a rerun of a Gary Weiss film, the one about garbage with the, oh, with the sanitation workers talking about, um, it's finding yeah. bodies. That's it all I remembered. It was from early mid season one, and here's a bone I have to pick with SNL from forty five years ago, forty four, whatever the fuck. Um, don't say here's this week's Gary Weiss film if it's a fucking rerun. If you've already, it's a, if they're re airing it, say here's a Gary Weiss film, not this week's. I was actually kind of fucking excited because I was like, well, the show has been weird. I, let's see what Gary Weiss has to do. And it was, oh, I'd seen it before. Yeah, I was like, oh, he did fuck yeah. all this week. So, um, yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, hopefully next time we see him, he'll come through with something that's 
I don't, like I just don't know why they replay things. They they replayed two things I think in this episode. Did they did. Yeah, no, no, it was the um, the last the last sketch of the night. Oh yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? How could you like, end fuck, an episode like that? Don't have a Gary Weiss uh, film and have another sketch. Yeah, they could fit a whole other sketch mm-hmm. in here. I don't know, um, but yeah. So we had the first appearance of. The Coneheads next. Yeah, which this was actually the first time I had seen an entire Conehead sketch. I knew what they were, and I had seen pictures and, like, clips, but I'd never seen a whole sketch, and I fucking, I really liked it. We got their origin stories. Um, they came to, like, take over the Earth and, like, prevent wars and stuff, but... On the way, Dan Aykroyd um, lost the speech that he was given, and he also lost the orders he had for the UN, so they just had to assimilate into life like normal people. (laughs) Um, It was total fucking stoner humor. Um, Yeah, I guess they said, no, no, just say you're from France, which I thought was funny. Um, When Dan Aykroyd was telling his daughter, Lorraine Newman, who was portrayed by Lorraine Newman, um, to quiet down, he's like, maintain low tones, maintain low tones. I really, I really liked how this sketch was written. It was just fun to listen to and like try to feel, oh, he said he's telling her to quiet down, but it's funnier. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lorraine Newman was just trying to go on a date with a normal boy from class. And I believe it was, was it Bill Murray? Yes, it was Bill Murray. I it wasn't three one five pervert. It was he was this was his third appearance out of five. Sorry. Uh, I, I, yeah, no, and I said well Yeah, anyway, um yeah, so uh anyway. Go on. I, I'm sorry. I just realized while I was looking at my notes, I was like, that wasn't a one, that was a slash. <laughs> so I had to, you know yes, it all it makes does. sense, like in the movie. Bill Murray um, yeah, oh, this was really funny. Yeah, he came, and Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin, the Conehead parents, are like, oh, do you want do you want beer? Do you want chips? And they had three family-sized bags of potato chips, and then they had their own six-pack of beer, and Bill Murray was just like, what the fuck? I mean, I had that reaction as well. It was funny, because it was like they didn't know how to entertain a teenage boy. Um, no, they did not know the appropriate amount of food or drink. No. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty fucking well done. I don't think there was anything problematic in it. No, it was a pretty solid, fun space. Just, it was zany. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Uh, I mean, this episode had a lot to be desired. Uh, or it left a lot to be, de- whatever the fuck, you know, it <laughs> oh, yeah. could have been better. It really could have. Um, yeah, we had our second George Benson performance, which was Gonna Love You More. I also really enjoyed this one. Yeah, his performances did make the episode better. Uh-huh. Um, oh, this next thing. <laughs> so this next sketch... <sighs> 
it was like a uh, it was the youth asking the questions to Ralph Nader um, himself once again. Jane Curtin is hosting, and the panel was a bunch of students. It was like Lorraine Newman doing her like teenage Valley Girl hippie whatever. Bill Murray, um, and then Gilda Radner is this like Long Island person <laughs> student. They're all students. Yeah. They, yeah, this, it was like they were, it was like you get the idea it's supposed to be like a political panel or they're like, you know, asking like on like, like topical, they're asking topical questions, but it was just asking him random questions. Um, but Bill Murray was trying Bill to Murray's... get him to get a stereo for him. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I really, I didn't, I haven't seen much young Bill Murray. I only know him as the Bill Murray we all know and love, but I'm in, I, I'm already enjoying this. Yeah, he's fun to watch as a young Bill like, Murray. Yeah, because like he's like this old he's like this ballsy old guy now, and it's like oh okay, so you know he's gotten ballsier as he's gotten older, and it's like no, he was always just fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, his character in this was great. He was like, he just started by asking. Nader's like opinions on stereos and like what he should get and he was like do you think you could get me one like second hand <laughs> it's really good um and then we had another re-air from early season one yeah and it, was, it wasn't even one of the better ones I mean guys come on um fucking rerun a sketch for fuck's sake um anyway it was the ambassador training ad. It was like Dan Aykroyd complaining that he had Aw, this for dinner again. And she's like, we're so poor. Earn more money. And he's like, you earn more money. And then it's like, do you want to be an ambassador? It was, it's that one. It was fucking dumb anyway. Yeah, I think this is our third time episode. seeing it. But yeah, that was the episode. I think so. Yeah. They um, threw peanuts like confetti at the end. That was mildly amusing. Um, Ralph Snyder was like, see, it was, or not Ralph Snyder. Ralph Nader was like, Tom Snyder, take that. You see, we were still punchy and blah, blah, blah. It was like, oh, Jesus, what the fuck? Who, who, like, that's like the second or third call out from the stage we've had this season. And it's like a super passive aggressive way to say, fuck you. I'm kind of here for it, but at the same time, I'm also scared because, like, at some point, Michael O'Donoghue's probably going to stab someone. So, (laughs) you know. It would be a different show. What didn't work for you? Okay, so this episode, a few things didn't work for me, but the sex doll sketch was particularly an unpleasant watch. Yeah, that was fucking awful. Um, I agree. Yeah, that sketch... If I had to pick a sketch for what didn't work, it would be that sketch. But my what didn't work for this episode was Ralph Nader. <laughs> wow. That's a good way to go. I, it just, it, every sketch he was, it was just, I mean, yeah, I don't know why he fucking hosted. I felt like he was in every sketch, unfortunately. Low-key. Yeah! No, he really was. And, like, I'm happy that he, you know, lived the dream or, you know, got to do this and had a good time. But at the same time, like... Bro, you were bringing the vibe down with your shit acting. Yeah. Um, he was in my runner-up. My runner-up was the dream that he has about Jimmy Carter and his inauguration ideas. And it was my runner-up because of Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Funnily enough, my runner-up is the execution dress rehearsal. 
but I picked it because of Dan <laughs> What would you know? That's actually my number one. Okay. All right. Um, my number one was Coneheads. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I just, all the spots were taken by the time I got to Coneheads. <laughs> I would say I really only shift things down if they're bad. It's like, oh, that's good. Well, yeah, this is also really good. Yeah. Now, Coneheads, I just thought was really fucking funny. It was know, hilarious. It was just silly. I was laughing yeah. a lot. Yeah. But yeah, so um, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah, find us on social media at Set Night High Pod. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and YouTube. Set Night High Pod on Twitter. Thank you. Night is spelled N I T. Night, yeah. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to have to splice and fucking dice that if I didn't say it. So. <laughs> I'm so hot right now. Yeah, right though. Um, now, Gilda has. A big girl job now, and Gilda only really gets high in the evenings anymore, and so Gilda's highs are better. Steph has been unemployed by choice the past two weeks, but that is ending tomorrow. By choice. You're gonna be great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, but, oh, our website, we have a website, uh, satnighthighpod.com, and if you want to reach us, our Gmail is also satnighthighpod. And until next week, I'm Steph. And I'm Gilda. Happy Happy highs. highs.